0: Hello and welcome to Binge List and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV, streaming with your hosts, Shannon Holiday and Letitia Thomas. Hey, so how have you been? What's been happening?
1: I've been very good. It's good to be back for another week. Uh, Week two, we're in. It's
0: it's fun. I'm probably more excited now than I was last week because you never know how things are going to go.
1: Well, we're not just screaming into a vacuum anymore. People are actually listening to our podcast. I know. I didn't think
0: we'd get even like 10 people listening, but we've had about... 50 or so, 50, 60s 50 which to is,
1: 60 streams.
0: I'm uh, hoping you come back again. We probably won't let you know if you don't. Uh, we like to think that we're doing all right. Over the here.
1: illusion that we've got listeners. Yeah,
0: people are be listening yeah. to us. Yeah,
1: People are saying they're following. That's enough that's, for me to keep going.
0: Honestly, that's enough for me.
1: Exactly. A lot, the past week for me has been quite busy, uh, mm-hmm. doing a lot of the background stuff for this podcast, uh, organising the actual things to go up on Spotify and Apple.
0: Yeah, figuring that out. That's been Shannon's job, so thank you for that.
1: Last week was a nightmare for me. <laughs> uh, I got the Apple one up after a day, which was great. Uh, Spotify took a little bit longer.
0: Listen, so. who was listening on Spotify? Spotify. Apparently, Apparently there's about ten now. Some people, so, yeah. Someone what? asked me, and I was like, I had "Oh, a
1: few people go, hey, do you have the Spotify link? I don't have Apple. I'm like, look, look, it's in the works. It's in the pipeline.
0: Yeah, you hold know, hold off, please. We got to figure this thing out. We didn't know anyone would be interested.
1: Yeah, but this week, after this week, it's going to go up on the scheduled Monday mornings every week because I've got, I've got it set up. We're gonna, it's gonna get fine. it smooth and sorted out. Fine. Have you been? I've heard you've had quite a morning I, looking after a, a particular puppy.
0: Yeah, I went for a walk to listen to a podcast because I was like, I need to get into podcasts since I'm hosting on and uh, found a lost dog, and the owner was pretty useless. <laughs> so that's fun. If you're out there, Shelby, good luck to you. You're a sweet dog, but you're in a state. Live idiots. your best life. Yep. <laughs> um, last week as well, we got some feedback. Uh, yes. We didn't tell you guys where you can contact us because honestly, like we said, we thought there'd be about 10 of you and we thought Surprisingly we more. know you anyway. So people want to get in contact with us. So you can contact us on Twitter at binge lists or email us at binge and box office hits at gmail.com. We'll put all the info in the little bio with the podcast so you can find out everything
1: there. Yeah, it's just any feedback um, we appreciate. I've had a few people message me privately just to say, yep, yeah, love the episode. Maybe just do some things differently like this and this. And yeah, we'll take it on board this week and in future weeks and try and get better at it. Considering this we haven't done this before, so we're we're just like any any feedback appreciative.
0: Yeah, it's my first podcast and people have been listening and I really appreciate it. And uh yeah, we heard from Dee yes. Shannon's mum. Uh my she mom, wants shout us to, my to yeah, shout out to you, mum, uh, wants us to deep dive on Charter Island. So we will be doing that down the line. Yes. Um, and if you're the listener from Brussels, Belgium, let us know. Uh, yeah. That was random for us to find.
1: Yeah, look, a lot of our listeners are based in Australia, um, according to our analytics. We have a couple in America because you know a couple of people in yeah, America. Yeah, I know a couple of people, but... Uh, yeah. And then one random listener, two random listeners, actually. One was in Singapore and oh. one was in Belgium. Brussels, so shout out to worldwide listeners.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if uh, if you're it, get in touch, and uh, we'll try and maybe watch some of your films if yeah. you want or something that you like, I don't some know. Some
1: suggestions, we'll, we'll take it on board. Uh, okay, I think we're going to do very, something very similar to last week. So last week was based on our top five favourite films, just to get an idea of what we're into, what we're like, our personalities and all that jazz. Um, this week is going to be very, very similar. We're going to break down our favourite Top five favorite TV shows and why we appreciate them and why we're into them.
0: Yeah, just get you guys to get to know us and what our taste is sort of more generally. And then from there, we'll get into odd odd things that we like and don't like. And yeah, yeah let you guys know who we are. Find out what yeah. we're into. You tell us what you're into and we'll try and meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah.
1: After this week, I guess we'll... we'll g- change up the structure of the episode yeah, a little definitely. bit differently just so it's not just you know our top favorite lists mm-hmm. every week um it's just yeah just to get us know get to know us a little bit yeah better.
0: i mean the things that you like say a lot about you so just so that people at home who don't actually know us can I get to know us a little bit better and the people that do know us well <laughs> you just i did tune in so you either
1: go yeah i picked that for you or not just go from there
0: yeah so what have you been watching this week
1: So this week, before we get into our top five films, what I've been watching this week is uh, I watched this film. It's just got added to Binge and Netflix. It's called Vengeance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been written, directed, produced entirely by uh, B.J. Novak. Uh, If you recognize the name, maybe not, um, but you recognize him from The Office. He is Ryan the Temp.
0: I honestly... I have no idea who you're talking about. I'm yeah. gonna Google while we go. Google, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen so the office. So
1: he's, he's actor Rye the temp in the office. He writes a bunch of different episodes on on that particular show. Oh with,
0: no, I know his face. Yes, exactly.
1: Okay. So you'll know his face. He also he's the main actor in Vengeance. He um he's written this. It's 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 quite one of those surrealist comedies, black comedies, and it's basically about a a New York podcaster, ironically. Uh, He's, you know, he's he's living a single life with a bunch of his single life friends and he, he's basically a part of the hookup culture. You know, he's got people saved in his phone under like, you know, Jim, Sarah or something like that. Just, you yep. know, really disconnected from it all. One night he gets a random phone call to say that one of the girls he was seeing has suddenly died. Oh. And he's basically convinced by one of the family members on the phone to come to the funeral.
0: Oh, that's what you and want?
1: saying. It's a lot of that same awkward humor that the office is known for um, and it's uh, it's brilliant. So he gets down there, it's, they live in Texas as well. So oh, that's fun. It's a yeah. lot of it is uh, cultural clash yeah. as well. And the family's under the impression that they were long-term partners. So she was obviously been telling the the family that, yep, yeah, this is my boyfriend, he lives in New York whereas he's barely even knows who she is. You've
0: just reminded me of a film that I watched this week, and I'd forgotten that I watched it, but it's kind of similar. I watched While You Were Sleeping.
1: Yes, okay. And,
0: uh, yeah, just throw it in there Remind reminded me of that one with yeah. the whole, hey, we're in a relationship. Actually, I just met this Sandra man. Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, yeah Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock it's a just 90s classic. 90s it's classic. not my favourite Sandra Bullock film, but, you know.
1: No Miss Congeniality. She
0: is charming, so we'll watch, I mean, most things she's in. Yeah. Who hasn't?
1: Everyone's seen a Sandra Bullock film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Speed. Speed 2. Oh, uh, yeah. Cruise Control. I
0: watched that while I was sick and it felt like a fever dream. So.
1: <laughs> it was a fever dream. She's barely in it. It's a boat that's Kiana's Keanu's speedy. not in it. Keanu's and then she's it. barely in it. It's, it's just got some film. other dude. Yeah. It's very strangely made. I think it just had the title in there so people would go and see it. And yeah. And it was a bit of a train wreck it, on a boat. Yeah. Um, anyway. I also watched this week, I watched a lot of, uh, Apple TV plus movies. Oh yeah. So I mean, you've
0: subscribed, you got to get your money's worth. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, at the moment there was two films that I watched kind of back to back, uh, two nights in a row. So, uh, the other night I watched the movie Tetris.
0: Ooh, I've been meaning to catch up on that one. With,
1: uh, Taron Egerton. it's about the, um, it's basically about how Tetris made its way to the Western world. Originally it was from Russia made by a Russian oh. engineer and the whole film is about getting the rights the handheld rights for the games we played in, you know, America, Japan and that on the Game Boy. So it quickly goes through how it was made, who it was made by, and how the distribution went around the world. And then it, kind of, it kind of slips in the last like half an hour uh, into what is kind of an action movie. I feel like they just needed to chuck something in there, like them like trying to, you know, get away from you know, the KGB at the end.
0: Right. Well, I'm. I mean, I was intrigued. You had me at Tetris. I was a big Tetris fan as a kid. Yeah. I had a phone that... Had a sort of a one, you know, you had to pay for it, yeah. but you get like I don't know, like a thirty second minute trial, trial
1: and you just kept doing. So that I just over kept doing that end. trial,
0: yeah. and then you know, you had me there escaping the KGB. Yeah,
1: okay, so it's not a terrible film. It's worth checking out. I think it's well acted. Um, it's informative and intriguing enough to keep you interested. There's a part of you know history there mm-hmm. that I think is it's quite different to everything else you kind of see. The fact that it's just a computer game and the fact that it's become this absolute worldwide phenomenon. Like it's it's literally, I think, the top selling computer game of all time. It's like half a billion people have bought this game in some form or another. So that's
0: crazy. I wasn't one of the billion, but um Yeah, you, you didn't you, know, you didn't
1: pay for it, but I um, didn't contribute. Yeah, it's just a good to see the origins of, you know, that story.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I'll have to check it out.
1: It's worth it, checking out. And last night I ended up watching the new yeah, Apple T V Plus movie called Ghosted. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Chris Evans and Anna Mm Diarmas. and it is exactly what you would imagine from a spy espionage romantic comedy thriller. Uh, So the premise is basically um, Anna Diarmas plays this character who's in the CIA. She's essentially in between jobs. She's back at home. She's kind of just in a rut in her life at the moment. And she meets Chris Evans, who's this basically dumb, endearing farmer boy type character. Uh, They meet at a farmer's market, funnily enough. And they go on a date. They really hit it off. Like they're really compatible. They go out for like evening drinks as well the same day and they end up sleeping together. So he's like, this is great. You know, I don't do this very often and really like fell for her. So he ends up going back home, not hearing from her for a while. He ends up sending... Quite a number of texts. Oh, I see. And her family are like, "No, nah, she's ghosted you. She's she's absolutely ghosted you," and and he's just like, you know, pretty pretty hurt by that. Um, he realizes he during the night out he has an inhaler because he's got asthma and whatnot. Right. She puts the inhaler in her bag just because it's easier for her to carry. So something happens like that. Anyway, he's got a tile tracker on the, the inhaler. Oh my god! Okay. And the family are like, "This is great! Like, why? Like, this is great. You can find her." She's in London, England, which he's like, whoa, why is she there? And then they end up going, this could be like this huge romantic gesture. Go and surprise her in England. Right. Anyway, he sorts that out and ends up in England following the tile tracker. Mm -hmm. And he ends up getting uh, kidnapped by some, you know, terrorists essentially, because they think it's her. (laughs) Jesus And she has to save him from... These terrorist groups, basically, and then, you know, comedy ensues and there's, you know, oh, you lied to me. Oh, you followed me and stalked me, and then it goes from there. Oh, yeah. I looked up the people who wrote it.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, basically, it's uh, the writers it's – a, it's a duo of writers that did Deadpool 2 and 3. Right, And yep. uh, a couple other people who wrote some other stuff. Kind anyway, of explains the tone. Yeah, there's this scene right in the middle of the film and it just screams Deadpool 2. It has no real bearing on the story, and it has a bunch of cameos that you like. If you've seen Captain America right. or Deadpool at all, you'll know a bunch of these different cameos. I'm not going to say it. No, you won't watch I'll probably it. watch it. it maybe tonight. Um, and it just screams a Deadpool style writing style, right in the middle there. And I'm like, ah, yep, that there it is. And just just to put these people in the film because they're obviously all friends. Yeah. Uh, and overall, unfortunately, like it's one of those films. Like I wouldn't say it's going to win an Academy Award or anything, mm-hmm. it's, quite, it's quite forgettable Yeah, okay. after you kind of finish watching it because um, it's definitely been done a million times before. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of those romantic comedies like, oh, we're from different worlds, yeah. but they end, end up together in the yeah. end essentially. So, yeah, I wouldn't say go out of your way to go see it. I'd say out of the three films I watched this week, probably, probably Vengeance is probably the one I'd pick. Uh, it was surprisingly really well done.
0: Well, I'll definitely check some of them out because, I mean, I've got I've got Apple TV at the moment. I've been watching a bit of that. Um, yep. I watched, obviously, Ted Lasso again in Yellow Jackets. Um, I got into – I watched uh, the first episode of The Reluctant Traveler with uh, Eugene Levy
1: mm-hmm. the other night,
0: which is just Eugene Levy going to places that he doesn't want to be because he likes to stay at home. Yeah. Um, and then he just engages with the culture. Like they went to – I could be wrong. So no one come after me. Maybe Norway. I don't know. Somewhere – up north, it's icy, it's cold, he ate reindeer, did all that kind of thing. Um, he ended up loving it, but he's just, it's just, I mean, everyone knows Eugene Levy. He's just sort of a disgruntled old man.
1: If you don't know him, he's from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, he plays the dad American in Schitt's Pie. Creek.
0: He's in American Pie. He's in, oh God, I don't know, so many films. A bunch of other films yeah. in
1: the, yeah, earlier um days.
0: But yeah, it was just an easy watch. I think they're about 45 minutes long or whatever. Yeah. Um, so watch that one. Yeah. I watched Drop Dead Fred, uh, a Mm. girl at work. I won't shout her out in case she doesn't want to be known. Um, But if she does, let me know. She told me to watch Drop, Drop Dead Fred for ages and ages and ages. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I've got to buy it. I'll buy it one day. Eventually bought it, watched it. It's one of those weird ones that it's a 90s film. So you look back at it now. Was it 90s or 80s? Well, now I can't remember. But anyway.
1: I believe it's 90s.
0: Yeah, I think it's like 91. But it's one that you sort of worked then you watch it now you go oh that's not that's we can't he's looking at people's skirts a lot oh, and it's right. done in this like innocent he's just mischievous like yeah. oh naughty way but you're like oh that's that's
1: inappropriate that's inappropriate
0: it doesn't feel as inappropriate as it should mm-hmm. just given the tone of the film but then aside from that if you can if you can say aside from that mm-hmm. the actual film itself is so sweet and like gut-wrenching yeah at times that you're like I don't know how I'm allowed to feel about this now that we're in, you know, yeah,
1: 2023. If you appreciate it for the time it was made in, and like in a vacuum yeah. and just appreciate for like when it was made and like what the film is, yeah, that's when you can go, oh, this film is quite endearing.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a very bizarre film because it was marketed as like a kid's film. A bunch of people that I work with have mentioned it and they go, oh yeah, I watched that as a kid. The amount of like very adult, I wouldn't even say, like it's humour, but it's so much like, this one's having an affair. Mm. Does he want to have sex with you? You don't want to have sex with him. That kind of stuff in it. Yeah. That's blatant. Like it's not, it's not like hidden for children. It's like, it's not
1: subtle. It's not subtle it's not at not all. Subtle.
0: And somehow it was marketed as a kid's film. But yeah, I, was, I, was <laughs> all, I mean, I watched that. That was yep. cool. I finished last night. I watched it in two parts because my dog kept me up and she's old and adorable. But so it's like, you know, couldn't finish it one night. I watched Before Sunset, which is the sequel to Before Sunrise that had Ethan Hawke and I think Julie Dempsey, someone yeah, like that. that I can't remember. Right. Yep. Um, And I really liked the first one. I thought it was sort of sweet the way that they yeah. do it. And it's interesting because it's kind of, it's about two people that meet. They kind of have a connection, kind yeah. of.
1: They meet on a train yeah. in the first one and they basically sit across from each other and they spark up a conversation and then it kind of just leads
0: yeah and they sort of it's before the first one's before sunrise so they've got one night essentially together before they never will see each other again so they think yeah and it just follows them sort of walking aimlessly through cities and that kind of thing while they just talk about their lives so the first one was really good the second one i just felt like it it didn't have the same charm Mm. but i think maybe that's part of the point because they were different parts in their life now they thought they were going to meet up they sort of made this pact like hey a year from now we'll go to i can't even remember what city it was but we'll go to some city we'll meet each other we'll have a night she can't come for whatever reason so he's kind of presented her the sequel he's written a book yeah he meets her in france where she lives because she's french and um they have sort of before sunset before he has to go back to i mean i'm assuming it's america but it doesn't really say. So yeah, is it yeah. interesting? And they've done a they've there's done a third, a third one, one as well. Um, before something.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the third yeah. one's name, but um, um, the third one I think there's a child involved. I think they've got kids.
0: Well, I know he had kids. He had kids already, not to her. Right in okay. the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I'd be intrigued to find it just to see where they end up leaving it off. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely the first one had sort of this magic that the second one just didn't capture.
1: I think if they didn't create. 2 and 3. I think the first one would have been like this perfect film just yeah, to wrap up I wrap the think fact so. that like yeah, they only had this one night together and that's all. That was the whole point of the film. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like a re, like a relationship doesn't have to last. Like it can be like you know, defined by this certain amount of time together and it can be perfect. Like it doesn't have to end in cuz most of the time when relationships ends it's in a bad way and they, yeah, they essentially decide to go let's we know how much time we've got together. Yeah. Let's enjoy all this time together and then let's
0: Separate and they place. did, they had this really romantic night and yeah. yeah, it was charming and then they went their own separate ways. But yeah. that's what I've been watching. Not as much as normal. Usually I'm definitely watching a, a ton normal. of stuff, but just it's been a weird week. It's
1: the same with me. Like yeah. I usually watch at least one or two more films in that, like usually I'll try and hit about five a week. Um, but yeah, this week's been a lot of um, technicalities with the podcast mm-hmm. itself uh chewing up most of my nights, but well, I think we've gotten it under control. So I'm I gonna think so.
0: And I'm definitely down a rabbit hole, so I've been trying not to watch other TV shows apart from the two that I'm
1: watching at watching
0: the moment. At the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll get into some more films this week, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: But uh, the main topic of this week, which is what we're going to get into the next probably half an hour or so, so. is um, our top five favourite TV shows. TV shows. Which is exciting, I think. I, I'm very excited to talk about some of these, and – same as last week, I think a lot of people that know me will be able to pick these just from my personality and the way I speak and if I do quotes and that. You yeah, be able to pick I think so. Quickly. I think for
0: me as well, a lot of the people probably that I know have heard me talk about these shows because mine aren't in time. They're not sort of varied so much because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up in the same mm. way that other people did. Mum was sort of like, go read a book. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really have ones that i would, I mean i watched a lot and i loved a lot of things as most kids and teenagers do but i yeah. wasn't like it's not something that i go back to now and be like oh my god i love this this is my favorite thing let's keep watching it yeah so
1: i think yeah. that's the the converse to me so mm-hmm. i've i've now recently changed to watching a lot more films and stuff whereas when i was in my teenage years i would consume tv shows that's yeah. it that's all i'd consume is just like episode by episode by episode and just keep watching that Uh, but now it's just, I guess, I being an adult, having a lot more um, time constraints and time management skills with various other things, I think consuming like a two or three hour movie is a lot more easier for me. Um,
0: Yeah, and I think think we've sort of done a similar thing where, I mean, I've definitely watched a lot more TV than I ever used to, but over the last couple of years, you and I definitely got into movies, I think, just because we neglected them for so many years and so much comes out on TV that seems almost pointless now, like it doesn't have that emotional resonance like it used to because no. they just I mean we we're in the maybe we've passed it now but there was a time there where there was sort of they considered it the golden age of tv mm-hmm. um and I mean you have now big old-time movie stars in tv like Meryl Streep does tv now yeah. which
1: it's a very different world to it was such a like different 10, world 15 years ago yeah
0: and like the budgets that they have yeah, now streaming
1: services has changed yeah it completely things have
0: definitely changed yeah. but maybe we'll get into that in a different episode yeah. um because yeah. it's a bit of a
1: it's a detailed one. Bit
0: of a detailed one, yeah.
1: Did you want to go first this week? Um, I went for, first last yeah, week. Yeah, sure. So.
0: I can go first. Um, go I wasn't sure which way round to go with this one, but I think I picked one that I still love and I consider like maybe one of the first TV shows that I sort of loved as a teen that I'm still very much in love with. And I think you know this one. I picked Parks and Recreation, oh, which, I mean, there's a Parks quote for literally everything. Yeah and it's just is one of those shows I found it in so I had a really like not great time in grade 12 I had sort of a mental breakdown as you do and um everyone was stressed over their OPs and I was like honestly look I'm still doing my best I'm still getting pretty good grades but it doesn't matter anymore so it was like I think the last week where we really had a lot of assessment and I had checked out like you wouldn't believe and um I had a spare because one of the classes I was doing that was supposed to be a bludge was like filled with so many like how can I say this politely, just kids who didn't want to be there to the point that I couldn't actually work on other assessments in it. So I just dropped it um, and I had a spare. So I used to go to the library and on my shitty LG phone, I had found on, I think Google Drive, someone had uploaded the first couple seasons of Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time in that library watching Parks and Rec And I didn't realize how much I'd seen until I was like watching it one night, and I just sat there being like, and I knew the whole thing, and I was like, oh "Oh my god!
1: Oh, it's built in. Oh Oh no!
0: How much have I watched? And yeah, I think it's about three seasons. Yeah, three seasons in a week. Um, but it's just that's a binge. That is. It was back then for me. It was just such a, I don't know what it was about that show. Every element kind of worked the cast are amazing like they've gone on to so much now good but it was just yeah just one of those one of those things and I'll shout out Brittany uh she's a good friend of mine who gave me a lovely review of the show so thanks Brittany um she and I a couple years ago went and saw Nick Offerman live and we ended up in the front row almost directly in the center, which we didn't feel like we belonged in. But there was a moment where he I don't think people that were there knew Nick Offerman, which seems kind of crazy. But anyway, he had to explain who Little Sebastian was and how the town don't <laughs> love little Sebastian so that he could sing Five Hundred Candles in the Wind. And uh, that was a that was a beautiful bonding moment with me and Brittany where we sang with Nick Offerman. We sang Five Hundred Candles in the Wind. That so mean.
1: That would have been amazing.
0: Yeah, it was a weird moment. So shout out to Brittany. Shout out to Parks and Rec. I don't even know what else to talk about with it, other than I just,
1: I think just love it. That, um, I think it it's just one of those comedies where okay, it's along the same vein of The Office. Yeah, like it started. It's, it's one same of those, like, creators like, um, did it. Was it sure. mockumentary type shows where yeah. they characters will do something and then speak directly to the camera about the things that they're doing, just like a commentary on the actual yeah. scene that they're doing. Um, so it started off and it had that first season that look it's questionable first season. Very
0: more miss than hit, but when you love the characters and then you go back and watch that first season, it just it works even though it doesn't, didn't yeah work? They There's tweaked it a little bit
1: after the first season. I think that's when it reached a wider audience. Yeah, they
0: realized what they were doing. In like the first episode of season two, even is the one <laughs> where the they penguins. she marries these <laughs> two gay penguins and they live in Pawnee, Indiana. And it was it started in two thousand and nine, so politically not yeah. great. Um, and that yeah, she marries Leslie, played by Amy Poehler, marries these two gay penguins, and it causes a stir in the town. Mm. And it, she's just like, but they're cute. And then she becomes. Queen, Queen of gay the gays, by Alcon. yeah. yeah. Um, who, incidentally, that's my, my friend Brittany's nickname in our group chats. So, Queen shout out gaze. to Queen of the Gays, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it just it. Um, I think it just hits mm-hmm. so beautifully around like that season three, season four when you get those two other characters, yeah, um, Chris and Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob uh, Lowe and Adam Scott come <laughs> in, and it just takes a different turn. Turn. Yeah. For, for the best. It's in my honestly, opinion.
0: it's so good. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could talk for hours on Parks and Rec.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I could too. But I don't think we have an hour. (laughs) Maybe one day we'll We'll do do a deep dive. Yeah, no. Um, So I agree (laughs) entirely with your first pick there. I thought that was, that's not funnily on my list. So we don't have a double up yet. We haven't had a double up yet, which is good. I don't think so. Yeah, it's cool. uh, We haven't told each other our list. No, we like to
0: keep it sort of a surprise so that it sounds fresh when we're talking to you guys. Yeah, exactly. And
1: it's just, it's better to go that way. So no, no double up there, but I did strongly consider that one in my Mm. list. Uh, my first one is uh, – it's a, it's a TV show I watched during my teenage years and I got very, very heavily involved with the, the lore and the mystery and, like, the meta universe that it created alongside it. Uh, it is Lost.
0: I was waiting for this one. Lost. Shannon so loves Lost.
1: I love Lost. Um, originally, aired basically 2004 to 2010. It ran for six seasons. Um, it was created by a fellow named JJ Abrams, mm-hmm. who, if you're not aware of the stuff like that, he did like I think it was like Alias and some other stuff. But he also did yeah, he's uh, big
0: in the sort of what was then considered nerd culture, and now culture it's just stuff. pop culture. But
1: he also did two directed two of the new Star Wars films mm-hmm. as well. So he created Lost. Um, it's basically about this. Um, Survivors of a plane crash, who land on a mysterious island, and um, yeah, various things happen throughout the seasons. The first one's basically them just basically trying to survive um, the wilderness, essentially. Um, season two's they find a hatch. Mm-hmm. I think
0: I've seen parts of season two. Season two's the I'm not hatch sure episode. Why season two, uh,
1: where they go into a hatch and basically they have to push a button every uh, one hundred and eight minutes, otherwise the World Will Explode. There is reasons to it. I'm not going to go into it on a podcast, but... I
0: mean, one day I'll probably watch the There is the rhyme show, to the reason to the
1: mystery. Uh, there, Wild just
0: hearing bits and pieces about yeah. the show and still not really understanding what the point is. No one's no, told me yet.
1: No, I can definitely explain it because I've gone very deep down the rabbit hole of, of <laughs> loss, so I can definitely help out with that one. Season three is basically about the the others, the other mm-hmm. inhabitants on the island, which you kind of get kind of a little drip fed through that they're there throughout the first couple of seasons. Season four is about um, the rescue team that's come out to essentially try and rescue them. Are they there to actually rescue them, or have they got like you know nefarious alternative Ooh. reasons to being there? Um, and then like five and six gets really into the mythology because like a few of them end up leaving the island. The mythology is based on like you can't leave. There's something you still have to do, and it goes really really deep into the to the, to the lore. And there's a few other characters that like basically. You get introduced to their names throughout the whole show. Right. And um, you work out there they're basically like the mythology characters and they're in the like final two seasons and one of them's good, one of them's bad, and it's like basically which characters go with which and like, it becomes like a basically a a standoff in the last episode, mm-hmm. basically. There's other things involved, but like it's basically between Jack and Locke and like it has been since season one. One of them's, like, science, one of them's faith, yeah, you know, right. based. Um, and
0: this was a show that aired back then, so they were doing, like, 25 episodes a season. 25 so episodes there's a lot seasons. in there. Uh,
1: it was very deep, very rich uh, in terms of, like, the mysteries yeah. and all that. Um, you know, tune episode, in next week yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. The episode structure was a bit different to what had been seen on TV by then. Like, obviously, they had the the on-island mystery, mm-hmm. and then every episode kind of had, like, a centric episode flashback. Of yeah, like whatever I remember like seeing this character that basically the episode was more revolving Mm -hmm. around and generally more often than not the flashback scene would have a relevance to the character development that was happening on the island so you kind of just kind of got a bit of like oh Mm -hmm. they're doing it because they you know they're like this in the past yeah you
0: saw who they were before this traumatic event
1: happened yes exactly yeah and there's more involved more characters come along and it does definitely expand on on just the initial like you know 40 survivors of this plane crash um yeah, and they were just doing all kinds of different stuff during that time where it was like there was like these online experiences you could like look up in between seasons, mm-hmm. which would give hints to what's happening on the island. Like you found out about the Dharma Initiative by look, like googling it like, well beforehand, and just stuff like that was really interesting. And I just I just fell into it. Like I was just so so into it, loved it. You Absolutely.
0: would have been the right age for all that though. Yeah, as well, so which I was fourteen
1: cool. when it started. Right. So yeah. Very much a teenager. Um, very young when it started. Uh, yeah, fourteen to twenty. This is when it ran.
0: Yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was that type of show. It was my demographic. I'll say that. That's cool. And yeah, I I loved it, and I've rewatched it since a couple of times, and it still it still holds up. I think it's a very very well re- written show. Mm. Yeah, I
0: so. know how much you love it. It's, it's kind of fun to actually hear you talk about it. Oh, I can yeah. talk about it for days. Got this like so a little good. glint in his eye when he's telling me about Just it. Just
1: the characters you got: Jack, Kate, Sawyer, <laughs> Locke. Early, I could keep going. I, yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. Is like, that one? <laughs> I'm What's like, yeah, sure, one? Shannon. No, it's very good. So um, that's my first one.
0: My second one, I picked uh, The Haunting of Hill House, which was a 2018 Netflix. Oh, it was Netflix and someone else as well because you can get physical media because the creator, Mike Flanagan, is a big fan of like, hey, let's put this on disc and put extra stuff on it. So like, I'm, I love it. It's mm. so good. I think I'd seen little snippets of it like online and I was like, oh, okay, these characters seem interesting maybe i'll get into horror cuz i wasn't really a big horror fan. i'd seen a couple like slasher films in high school, but it wasn't my genre. and i found this show and it it scared like it scared me. there were moments in it that were like yeah, i mean, i wasn't a big horror fan, so there was stuff in it. but what i sort of ended up loving about it more than maybe the horror aspect it's just Mike Flanagan, the way he writes. And I don't think – have you finished it?
1: So I've never watched this one. Okay. I've I don't want to spoil it then. Um the third one, which I can never remember the name. It's uh, the religious one.
0: Oh, so you watched Midnight Mass.
1: I've watched Midnight Mass. Okay. And I loved it. I thought it was brilliant, really well done, but I haven't watched Definitely House. get into Bly, Bly, Manor, Bly Manor, which yes. people
0: didn't love. But anyway, we'll get into why people didn't love Bly another day, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I just – I loved his stuff because he's able to tell stories where if you take – it out of the horror genre it stands up on its own and hill houses is this beautiful family drama that essentially just talks about grief and without spoiling it too much because i don't want to wreck it for shannon without him watching it but each of there's so there's two parents their mom ends up you know not making it whatever and you kind of get that early on and they've moved into this haunted house and there's five kids and each one of those five kids represent a stage of grief. Okay. Yeah. But it's not in a like That's hit you over the head way. Yeah. It's just how they walk through life yeah. is one of the sort of five stages of grief. And it goes between them as kids in, they move into this haunted house because their parents sort of fix up houses. Yeah. So they move into this haunted house, a bunch of really spooky stuff, stuff happens. Yeah. They get out of the house. Um, and then it's them as adults sort of coming back. Yeah, yeah. Things happen in their personal life that bring them back together. Yeah. But they're kind of all at odds because they all go about life in such a specific – Different way. Different way that they kind of – they're always at odds but they're all drawn to each other because of this horrific thing that happened to them when they were kids.
1: I've seen one scene of this entire show and it was – it's when they're standing around – I think it's during the rain and there's a casket and they're all kind of arguing Uh between each other. So I've gotten to know a bit of the characters. That is a – but zero context Beautiful episode.
0: So that episode they did, um, they built the set for the Hill House. Yeah. So that they could shoot one particular episode. I think it's like episode like, I don't know, like six, there's eight episodes, so it's about six to eight. It's kind of at the end. How do I say it without ruining it? Basically, they're at a funeral mm-hmm. um, in present day. Yeah. So some of them are all there for the funeral and they're at odds because, you know, they don't want to be there. But then- it cuts to them one night in Hill House when there's a storm. Yeah. And they cut in that episode only four times. So technically it's more twice because it's going back between times, but they shoot the whole thing one shot. So they built the house so that they could pull the cameraman or the character or like the actor's, into little like hidey holes and then take the camera around yeah, right. and follow okay. other characters. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really, really cool. cool. And you can see that on the, Is that on the DVD. The yeah. There's an extended pictures? episode anyway. Yeah. Okay. For that one. Um, but they put the behind the scenes on it and they talk over like they talk through it and stuff. It's it's just really well done. Yeah, okay. And it wasn't a genre I ever loved until I saw him do it. Yeah. Because it's not just Horror, like he uses the genre as a vehicle yeah. to tell his story, and it's, that's how
1: I felt with Midnight Mass. It wasn't yeah. just about the horror, and he does there was that definitely a story a based there, um, hidden underneath.
0: Yeah, well, he was a um, he was a, like an altar boy or something as a teen, yeah, so it's very much his way of getting through his religious trauma, yeah, okay. Um, but he has that kind of oh, what's it called? I can't think of what it's called right now, but basically, where like auteurs take. A cast and they reuse them a lot it's
1: like an anthology type of thing yeah it's like what's this what's that show that does it horror uh, story. American horror story yeah. where it's it uses the same cast it's to almost tell a b-grade way that he does it story yeah yeah, yeah. So. um
0: but he puts his wife in everything yeah. and then he puts other people in it so yeah
1: it's the same yeah. with blind matter they've got the same people yeah. In, in, yeah in that but just completely different characters and setting
0: yeah and i loved blind matter but that's a
1: yeah, it didn't it definitely didn't hit as well as people were
0: expecting House. Hill House and I was expecting Hill House from it. So the first maybe episode or two, I was kind of like um I was like I don't know how I feel about this, but then once I realized that he's a he's a filmmaker that doesn't want to redo the same thing. So he'd yeah. taken Bly as more of a gothic romance yeah. rather than a traditional horror yeah. um and he kind of did that with it. But it's um Hill House, getting, just getting back to a bit of the facts about it, I guess, mm. um, he did a reimagining of Shirley Jackson's book, Hill House, and there's two other versions of it done on films. So there was one in the 60s, yeah, 63, and then there was another one in the 90s with like Catherine Zeta-Jones, which each one of them has a very different sort of visual style and take, but yeah, I really like his stuff because he doesn't, he doesn't tell the same story that's already been told. He goes, hang on, I'm going to take the essence of it yeah. and make something of my own, which I appreciate yeah, okay. as a filmmaker.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, if I can, you know, work up the courage to watch a little bit more horror, I'll. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a couple of scenes that definitely scared me. Yeah. And uh, my house was haunted, so I'd have to go to bed at like three o'clock in the morning, knowing that there's. I would spooky just spooky stuff. Up, yeah, it wasn't sleep good. During the day, there was a scene where young Theo, someone touches her in her sleep, and she thinks it's a little sister, but it's, it's not. not. I had that happen in the same house that I was in while watching mm-hmm. that, so that was like
1: cool for oh, me. It speaks to me. Yeah. It's not there. All right, I'll get into my second one now. Mm-hmm. Now this one is a no-brainer for me in terms of uh, my top five favorite. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. The Simpsons. I
0: was waiting for it. I was gonna it just do is, the theme song, but uh, I thought, yeah,
1: exactly. You could have just started. Fair um This is by far probably my favorite favorite show of all time. Yeah, it is. It's just so ingrained in my memory as a kid. Um, this show started the week I was born. Really? Yeah. So it started on December seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine. I'm a twenty first December, yep. so a couple of days before I was born, and it's still going. It is literally still on TV to this day. It's one of the longest – It kind is kind of the longest, longest running um, adult animation show. Of yeah, ever. and
0: considering like sort of the controversy that people have had with The Simpsons over the years, yeah, it's kind of incredible that even though it's been Disneyfied a bit, it's still on air.
1: Yeah, it's gone through changes. Yeah. It's definitely gone through different changes. I think and I'll be one of those people that will say it definitely had a golden age of the Simpsons. Um, I think between, you know, seasons two and probably about 12, 13. um, I can watch those and still get a laugh. They were written by, you know, I'm pretty sure like Conan O'Brien was a part of the writing Mm, team during that time period. Uh, And it shows on screen. It's insane. I can quote, the episodes he can he can definitely front quote to back them. during this during this time I've seen I've seen I've seen it all like even even the newest stuff I think I think there is a, a hidden gem in some of the seasons of the newer ones I think they still they still can you know knock out a really an amazing episode but it's few and far between compared to the earlier seasons some of you yeah, know some of the, some of the earlier episodes like um you only move twice which is the one where the Simpsons moved to um Cypress Creek. And he Homer ends up working for Hank Scorpio. I think is one of the <laughs> best episodes ever written. And I feel like they ever if they ever do another movie, a second movie, they should incorporate that as the villain of the second film. I think I've always thought that would be a great idea. Um, just, just yeah, little bits and pieces like that. I can quote it if you ever need a trivia partner for The Simpsons. My hand Shannon is up. Shannon is your guy. I've got it. Yeah, he's I, I know it.
0: Definitely all. got it.
1: So for me, like where it came from when I was a kid. Um, so. During the 90s, they used to run The Simpsons on at 6 o'clock every day on Channel 10.
0: Yes, I remember this. Yeah, so I was born very late in the 90s, but they yeah, did but it early 2000s too, I think.
1: They did it for a while. Yeah. They did it for a long while. So whenever you'd come home from school, high school, whatnot, you'd you know, do your homework mm-hmm. or just kind of like bum around, go see friends and that in the afternoon – They'd chuck on the news at five on yep. Channel 10 and then you just wait for that to finish and bang on six o'clock, you'd watch an episode of The Simpsons. I remember
0: always trying to sneak in bits and then mum would be like, turn this off. And I was like, okay.
1: Yeah, see, I didn't have that. I had that with South Park. I wasn't allowed to watch South oh, Park because yeah, no, no, that mum was a me the profanity that. and the adult themes of South Park was a bit. Too much for my age. Probably period. fair enough. I think so like, too. Looking call. back, I was like, oh, I just want to watch yeah. it. Like, how, like, come on! Uh, but looking back, and now I've seen obviously all. I of think South it's Park more well.
0: you just don't want your kids that are that young saying yeah. the sort of stuff that exactly. comes out of their mouths. Um yeah. and it's I awkward.
1: Think the Simpsons was a good level of like adult humor meets mm-hmm. you know child fantasy. Yeah, it really you know, wasn't.
0: It wasn't that bad, Mum. If you are watching, uh, yeah, it wasn't no, that
1: bad. Simpsons, you know, had had a bit of you know crude jokes in there but the level was it was done in a smart way yeah
0: you kind of you could slip under the radar a little bit yeah Yeah.
1: i think the simpsons also it's just the fact that the legacy it holds like a lot a lot of adult animation shows can just say they've they've gotten their ideas from Mm -hmm. the simpsons so like family guy rick and morty all the other ones that i can't think of right now off the top of my head, like, it's all come from The Simpsons. Like, the way they've done mm-hmm. their 22-minute episodes, uh, the structure, it's its all come from that.
0: And it's smart, too. I remember in high school, we would get about grade 10 or whatever, and they'd pull episodes of The Simpsons yeah. to be like, oh, this is a reference to Lord of the Flies or yeah. something like that. There's a bunch it's, of references, yeah, like, just little well.
1: short scenes. Like, um, I remember there's one where I think Bart's getting, like, cupcakes up from a top dresser, and that's from um, Clockwork Orange.
0: Yeah, like the creators I think I don't think they get the credit that they deserve. No, I think um, yeah. maybe with people that understand sort of cinema and whatnot, but Yeah,
1: you go, Oh, that's that. But yeah.
0: people just think, Oh, it's just The Simpsons, it's just this crude, like rubbish. Yeah. But it the people that make it definitely love their craft and yeah.
1: understand they it in a different way than appreciate I think it's cinema to be able to put it into Yeah, their I don't room.
0: think society almost not to sound so wanky, but I don't think they get it. No. You know, and I didn't watch a lot, so I don't necessarily get it so much. But
1: Probably the peak of Simpsons was probably when uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns between (laughs) seasons, I'm pretty sure, seven and eight. Um, Yeah, so the end of the season, part one was Who Shot Mr. Burns part one. That ended that season, so it would have ended in May that year and before it came back in the start of the next season, which is generally September in America, they had like a Who Shot Mr. Burns (laughs) you could call in. And you could That's give cool. like your ideas of like who it was and stuff. There was a number in that involved, and it was just like pinnacle of like primetime TV back in the 90s. And you're like, who was it? Who ended up doing it? And <laughs> then obviously, there was the reveal in September and the start of the next season of um, who it was. It ended up being Maggie Simpson <laughs> with the gun. Oh, I
0: remember this. No, I do. Yeah, because there yeah. was a moment in time there where in the house I was at, like, we had. Foxtel, so we had Fox Eight, which The Simpsons yeah, which famously ran all, on on
1: there as well. And
0: yeah. um, there was a brief moment in time where I binged a lot of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I don't think my mum was thrilled, but <laughs> it was one of those moments where she's like, "I can't really stop yeah. the kid right now." Uh, and uh, I think she just let it run its course. Which I think maybe we just didn't have Foxtel after that. But there was a moment there where definitely it was like, "Oh, I get why people love this now." Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, there's so many episodes that have come into mind. Like uh, Bart After Dark with the um, the adult house that he has to work at for a while.
0: I don't think I've seen Bart After Dark.
1: It's got a Emmy Award winning song with like who puts the spring in Springfield. Anyway, look it up. It was this Emmy we'll Award winning f- like for the song. We'll get a list and,
0: and um, uh, I'll watch a couple episodes yeah. that are must watches. The
1: uh, Burns' Casino episode, Springfield with the dollar sign. I know the names. I can go do am I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'll give you a list of perfect no, episodes. But please do, like
0: genuinely. They are, yeah, yeah. So
1: th- that is probably my standout favorite TV show of all time.
0: Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. – it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, alrighty, well, I'll get into my third one. I picked an Australian TV drama, Wentworth, which aired from 2013 to 2021. Um, it got a lot of seasons. They were supposed to end it like six or seven, and they ended up getting – it must mean – say. Ended at seven. Mm. The audiences complained. They got, got a eight rip. part one, part two. Yeah, which I was not thrilled about. because um, I started watching Wentworth in uni when I was learning about screenwriting. So I kind of it was just this this show that while I was learning about what makes something fantastic, I was watching a show that employed all of those things. It was also like Australian, and Australia has a lot of good television shows, but it famously has a lot of terrible ones. Yeah, we discussed a whole, the
1: issue with Australian TV and it, uh, I think we've discussed in the fact that yeah. it, it a lot of TV in Australia plays it too safe. We played incredibly safe. Conservative overall. Very conservative. Um, what can hit like our traditional conservative yeah. audience um, and they don't take risks. They and I think something like Wentworth don't was, take enough but yeah was one of those shows that took the risk and it paid off. It
0: did and it aired at the same time as Orange is the New Black was yeah. airing in America which I think Gave it some traction in that people were just like into that kind of show.
1: Yeah, um, all female led, all female led prison.
0: People were real.
1: Yeah, you it was know, gritty.
0: It was gritty. It, in, in the Australian one, like Wentworth, as in Not Orange is New Black, was so gritty. Yeah, um, and it was a remake of Prisoner, which was a soap, believe it or not, that aired from 1979 to 1986. Yeah, I think um, Prisoner
1: Cell Block H. Yeah, yeah, I think my m- mum is a fan of it probably this will be a shout out to mum so watch Wentworth
0: yeah no definitely watch Wentworth it's pretty full-on they took a lot of the characters from the original so they had the freak they had Frankie Doyle stuff like that but they reimagined it so it's very much a different story just with the essence of the original characters um and it did immediately so well overseas like there was a German remake and there was another one as well that I can't quite think what it was, another European country. And Mm. you can – and there's – on the extras on the DVD, they spliced scenes from the Australian with the German and the other one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's matched shot for shot, costume for costume. Like they they knew they had a hit on their hands, so they bought it and sort of did it that way.
1: It's gone international.
0: And, yeah, Yeah. it was just – I was impressed with it in a way that I don't think I'd been impressed with Australian TV. Like I'd seen quite a bit because I was interested in our industry, probably more so than some people. But it was just done so well. And, yeah, it was shocking. And there's a lot of Australian TV that is good Yeah. Um, that I'll probably try and showcase a little bit because I don't think people know where to look.
1: I think we should do a deep dive into Australian TV And if
0: you know where to look, TV there's shows, some cinema. great stuff that's still on TV like to this day. Mm. But it's just people don't know where to find it's, it's it. Hidden. It's hidden. It's few and far between. they immediately it's A assume lot of it's, it's on
1: ABC iview, actually. Yeah, there's some good stuff oh, on iview. A I lot of stuff out of iview. I'll be honest, I haven't seen Wentworth yet.
0: Yeah, no, I don't want to spoil just, too much.
1: i uh, not avoiding it. I just no. haven't watched it yet. And I know it's been considered, you know, one of the best that we've done in Australia. I,
0: so. <laughs> I found it. My friend from church, who I won't shout out, but um, back when I was at church, she was like, "Oh, you're watching all these other shows because we were watching quite a few shows that were similar at the time." She's like, "You've got to watch Wentworth. You've got to watch Wentworth." And I was like, oh, "Okay." So, um, I watched Wentworth. Not necessarily a show that you'd shout out in church. No. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot the con- going on there, and really gay. I mean, yep. they're women in prison. Um, yeah, didn't didn't realize down the track. Uh, she's got a girlfriend now. Uh, I found out some things about me while watching it too. <laughs> funny that correlation does not always mean
1: causation it doesn't
0: it doesn't but it was funny so (laughs) shout out to her and uh shout out to her who i won't mention just for her own sake but love you and we should catch up soon
1: (laughs) (laughs) leave it at that yeah all right well i'll get into my next one now this one's around the same time era as the simpsons um considered one of the best comedies of all time in terms of being a sitcom seinfeld
0: i love Seinfeld. i haven't finished it i'll just preface that Shannon got me into Seinfeld, and I so love
1: good. it. I love it. Uh, they're all bad people, all four of them. Oh, but that's the point amazing. of the show. So it's a point. It, the show is the, the point of the show is there is no point of the show. Yeah. It's basically about you know mundane life to life scenarios or situations, and like how could it? How could it, you make that funny? Like yeah. What would What would happen if you said something different in this situation? So. That's a lot of Seinfeld. It's like these four very, very um, flawed characters get themselves in certain situations and basically it's just half an hour of like how them trying to get out of it and stuff like that. It's just –
0: yeah, it's one that I watched a lot as a kid but didn't understand because it would just be on TV kind of after the news. Yeah, Um, And then I watched a particular episode in in uni, my lecture at – Show me, I think, I can never get the title right. coffee shirt? No, it's like the contest or the competition. The contest. Yeah, the contest. contest. We watched that in in uni to study comedy. And um, if you haven't seen it, it's a great episode. Uh, Nearly got banned off TV, actually. Basically, they just try and see if they can hold out from, uh, let Shannon tell me.
1: Yeah, so this particular episode, the contest, um, was written by Larry David, who obviously Mm -hmm. worked alongside Jerry Seinfeld to make this show. He actually won a primetime Emmy Award for outstanding writing in a comedy series for that particular episode. Yeah, and
0: it nearly got cut from T V before it even went. Yeah, it
1: was very yeah. controversial for what it was basically alluding to mm-hmm. the entire episode because not once is it mentioned what they're actually having a contest about. No, that's which true, I think it's the not. brilliance of the writing is in that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great great episode, which is why we studied it. Yeah. Like in 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 uni. Yeah. But it was oh, that lesson was so amusing hearing my six year old lecturer <laughs> who swore like a sailor. Like, you think my mouth's bad. This woman was just incredible Next and she level. went to sort of explain multiple well, parts of it yeah. and then just went uh, she was talking about men back. and then she yeah. went anyway women don't women just and we just want to know how she would have described that
1: how would you exactly just like the episode where they yep. walk in and just slam the money on the table and then that is exactly
0: said. that's He's, where we she went i'll let you guys figure that one out yeah. and then uh, we went and quickly watched the episode yeah
1: uh so i i i didn't watch much of this when it originally aired because it was even probably even before my time. Yeah. It originally aired from July 1989 to May 1998.
0: So... Yeah, like I was barely born by even Barely finished. born.
1: I was... Even when it finished, I was only eight. So... Which is wild. Didn't catch too much of it. Considering
0: it still got that cultural significance yeah. and regarded
1: as... So highly still. Yeah, it's, it's really... I can remember my parents watching the finale because um, that was a massive... TV moment essentially when it finished airing because it was just at the peak. It was a peak of comedy, and then you know Jerry Seinfeld, the actual person, not the character, decided to end it because he thought, "No, let's end it on a high note rather than go out." And I love when version of a show when
0: filmmakers and and creators and showrunners, whatever you want to call them, decide this is where we're ending it. We want it to remain. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't like this fan service thing now, you where they go going. save the show and look if it's going to get cancelled, yeah, save it. Yeah, but if it's it's time,
1: it's time. Then yeah,
0: you got to you got to end it.
1: So yeah, I I can remember it um, airing back in 1998, and um, a lot of the marketing was revolved around the Green Day song um, "Good Riddance, Time of Your Life" because that's the song that oh it, wow um, airs during the last montage.
0: Really, yeah. I've never seen the end of it. So, so right
1: at the end, it um, finishes up the episode, happens to the characters, yeah. and then it showcases the character, the actual actors coming out of the set and, you know, doing that last final bow. And there's a few scenes of them, like, you know, behind the scenes laughing together with other actors and directors and stuff, and it's over, you know. Time of life. That's cool. Life, I can just remember that because that was the marketing as well yeah. in the episode when it was coming up to that. Um, and I can remember that being on TV. So, it's a really pinnacle moment of my <laughs> – Eight-year-old brain is 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 uh, the ending of Seinfeld. That's
0: cool. That's that's re- it's a cool one to have. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Um, it's it's divisive in my household, so my dad loves it. My mum really doesn't like it, uh, but I think she's uh, getting across it a little bit more because I think she's opening up to watching more episodes of it. I don't think she hates it as much as she entirely did when it was originally airing, so... Let's see, D. if you can uh, come around to Seinfeld. Yeah,
0: the- I'll watch some more if you do. How about yeah,
1: that? Yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's my memory of Seinfeld and I've watched it since and love it. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Should I get into my next one? Yeah. I think we're, we've are we been talking for a while today. But um, anyway, my next one is no surprise to anyone who knows me. I picked Russian Doll, uh, yeah. which started in 2019. It's still going if Natasha Lyonne writes some more. So hopefully she writes some more. It's. I didn't know whether to put this at the start or the end, so I just chucked it in the middle somewhere so people who know me are like, oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, I was waiting um, for it to turn up. It's truly maybe one of my favourite pieces of media and television, like, ever, which was surprising because, I mean, I was I was a big fan of hers, but I didn't know her as a filmmaker because before that she'd only done – she'd done a bit of directing here and there yeah. on you know, Orange and stuff like that, and she'd done a short film I didn't understand to begin with because she's – a genius filmmaker and it was based on a lot of Fellini stuff which I'll sort of mention briefly coming Tying. into it but I didn't yeah. yeah yeah Fellini film so it was sorry I'll look it up in a minute but but it's so highly stylized that I didn't understand what I was watching but having now gone and done deep dives into film and, and Fellini it's it's genius but I didn't know what she was gonna do and I'd seen the trailer and I wanted it to be good because Amy Poehler was doing it yeah um, Leslie Headland show runs as well, who's brilliant, but I didn't know her to begin with and I wanted it to be good. So I waited and I think Umbrella Academy was on the same week. So I'd watched that first because people were talking about it and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and I was a fan of Elliot Page and a couple of things. And then I eventually sat down and watched Russian doll and I was blown away yeah. by the comedy and how smart yep. that show is. And it what I love about it is she's a filmmaker that. She understands more references than probably anyone, mm-hmm. which is incredible because she didn't go to film school. She just watched a lot in the film forum um, in New York just City.
1: picked it up as she went. Yeah.
0: But she doesn't make you feel stupid if you don't understand the nuances of what yeah. she's referencing. And I think like David Lynch, a bit too wanky because it's not, he wants you to feel like if you understand it, you're elite. And if you don't, well, yeah. then you're not elite. But she manages to marry sort of, this gritty dark comedy with just incredible references to films mm-hmm. and i mean season 1 got like 13 emmy nominations which,
1: oh, yeah, which if it's your first well. if
0: it's the first thing you've ever made yeah and she wrote directed produced starred in it so she did a lot
1: basically her baby
0: yeah, yeah. and you get 13 emmy nominations That's pretty good especially after falling off the face of for a Earth, while for though. a while oh, yeah, yeah this
1: was her big kind of resurgence yeah Back into T V Yeah Like Here I Am after like Orange is New Black, which she's yeah.
0: Sort of got she got back into Hollywood from that. But
1: yeah.
0: it's just it's so well done. And I could do a whole thing on it, so I will spare you all. But even the second season, which took a different turn from the first the first season was like a groundhog day, it's her thirty-second birthday and she keeps dying and reliving the same day day. Yeah. And sort of the whole it's 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 hilarious and in, in the way it's, it's done so well. Done, yeah. But the whole question is like, okay, do you wanna live? And in, in it she sort of answers the question, like, yes, sure, I wanna participate in life, I wanna live. And then the second season asks the question of like, Okay, well if you wanna live, how do you go about it? Mm. And it delves into so the idea is Russian doll, so it gets deeper each time. Yeah. And it delves into like her family family trauma and all of the like maternal stuff along that
1: lineage. Yeah, because her mother yeah. is played by... Chloe Sevigny, who's yeah. her, like, best friend. good friends. Yeah. Obviously, same. She's in Poker Face, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just, it's a stacked cast. Everyone, like, it's just so well-crafted. And if you haven't seen it, mm. give it a go. Absolutely true. Every man. aspect of it is stunning. But yeah. like I said, it's not... It doesn't make you feel like you, no. you should understand it in all the little... Hidden references in it. It's
1: quite easy to digest as well. Like yeah. there's half an hour episodes. There's about ten of them a season. Yeah, so you can I think watch, you can probably watch an entire season in a night if you yeah, just sat down. Yeah, I and watched the first it. time I
0: did it, I watched the first four episodes and I went, "Oh my god, I need to stop."
1: Otherwise, it's all gone. And just take a minute.
0: So I think I had dinner, I had a shower, that kind of thing, and then I went and I watched it. And then the second season came out this week, a year ago actually, yeah. and I watched it the first night. And then I it came out on like must have been a Wednesday, so I had. Thursday morning before work, and I went and I rewatched it again the next morning. Like, yeah. I woke up and was like, I need to... Watch it again. Watch it again. And the music in it as well.
1: It's, uh, it's a really well-crafted show. I, I've seen the first season. Yeah. I have yet to, you know, deep dive into season two it yet. It
0: broke me. That show breaks me. But I me. will.
1: And once I know I start, I'm going to watch the whole thing, yeah. which is why I'm waiting for a, a minute to, to watch the whole thing together. But, yeah, that first season was incredibly well done. Yeah. Um, and really funny. It's I so funny. found it so funny. There's
0: just... There's so many lines yeah. in it that are just.
1: That once she walks <sighs> out to the bathroom and her friend just keeps saying over and over again. <laughs> yeah. It's so well done. <laughs> um, okay. We'll I, crack on. We will crack I... on. Um, that I picked for you. Yeah, Like there was I a, mean, that was a no brainer. I think everyone that knows yeah. me
0: has heard me bang yeah. on about it too much.
1: Uh, my fourth one. So this one, this one's One Tree Hill. <laughs> it's uh it's one tree hill it's uh one of my favorite teen romance that makes comedy sense drama show i fell
0: down a hole of one tree hill
1: i think everyone has yeah. at one point in their life i think the fact that uh, it's it was like a quote unquote like a boy's version of the oc yeah don't get me wrong i watched the entirety of the oc during its run as well but this one just yeah it was like about the you know the half brothers rivalry mm-hmm. uh, the basketball team and all the dramas and that that the girls who were there were dating and all that. And it ran for nine seasons.
0: It went for ages. I never finished it. It went it. through,
1: same thing, it went through different sagas of like what the show was about. So the first four seasons are about them at high school. So for season one and yep. two is about their junior year. Three and four is about their senior year at high school. And then season five uh, takes a four-year time gap.
0: That's right. I think yeah, I googled college, what happened yeah. to all of them because I never ended up watching it.
1: Yeah, um, and there's, uh, you know, the whole college issues that come back to them. And then um, in season six, um, at the end of season six, two of the main cast members leave. So mm-hmm. no longer would you have Chad Markhamari or um, who is she? Hillary Burton's. Also, they both leave at the yeah. end of season six. Interesting. And then it takes another fourteen year month time gap for seasons. Oh, wait,
0: what was the time gap? Go again. 14 months. Four, 14 months, okay. Yeah, what did you I said say? You said 14 year months and I said. Which one is that? it? No, yeah. it's
1: 14 months, so just every year. Yeah, and then it, there's season seven, eight and yeah, it just kind of continues their lives as adults and, and kind of wraps up at the end there. It's yeah. kind of like you kind of saw these characters basically grow up mm-hmm. and I just, I loved it. They <laughs> so, married each other,
0: they had kids, they had the kids. whole shebang.
1: It was, uh, it was addictive. It was it very was. addictive to watch. Um, I thought it was just, yeah, really well done for, like, you know, it was just a, a WB show mm-hmm. to begin with and it eventually became the CW.
0: Which is crazy. Yeah. I, I watched it. I watched the pilot in high school because yeah. we were studying yeah. teen films. And then I went home and I, again, I didn't watch much TV and I was like, oh, teen stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm above this. So I went home and I watched a ton of it illegally somewhere on a school laptop. Oh, so
1: did I. I downloaded it. And
0: then – um. You know, the next week I was hanging out with my friends and we were like, "Oh yeah, kind of, kind of watched One Tree Hill, <laughs> a bit of it." And then one other friend went, "Yeah, yes, no, so me one. too." And then the other one went, "Me too." And I went, "Oh, okay, cool." So I actually watched like a whole season of it in this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's very, very addictive uh, watching. I remember watching this by myself when mm-hmm. I think I was roughly about 20, 22. I had an illegal copy of, I think whatever was out at that time, It's so like seasons one to six. Yeah. So I watched through all that, so I caught up to date. Watch the rest of it. And then I remember I was like harping on about it. And a bunch of my mates were like, oh, what are you talking about? One Tree Hill. You... As if you'd watch that. Yeah. I was like, sit down and watch it with us. Sit down and watch this with me. So it was like five or six guys <laughs> around like 22, 23. That's amazing. Watching the pilot of One Tree Hill. And then we proceeded to watch the first entire season. Yeah, because that's what I they did. They were all enjoying it. I was like, "It's addictive." I
0: think I was about sixteen, and yeah, like I said, just not into it. But it's really well done for what it is yep. in terms of genre and yep. how that stuff's normally pretty cringe and whatever. Yep. They did well.
1: Yeah, it did really well. There's one standout episode uh, in the third season. Um, it was really like, "Well, we got like, for like this is this is you know one of those phenomenal mm-hmm. episodes written around a school shooting."
0: I think I probably saw it, yeah, but it's a so foggy.
1: Season three, episode 16, um, it's based around, yeah, a uh, school shooting. Something really bad happens um, and TV hadn't taken on this kind of, you know, issue before. Yeah, because when
0: did it air again?
1: This episode aired in 2006. Yeah, so, so that's
0: that was not long after a lot of the, you mm, know, yeah school shootings were big, but not in the same way as they are now, which is probably good. But yeah. It yeah. wasn't something that the media was talking about, I don't think.
1: No. So, um, yeah, it was quite, um, you know, drastic for the time. And it's, yeah, it's basically like there's this there's this character in the first two seasons whose friends were one of the other characters who watched the boys play basketball. And he's there. He's, he's just a background character. He he's ringing
0: like a bell. I think a couple I of saw lines.
1: It. He's just basically a side character. Yeah. Um, He's kind of like slowly written out and not like on purpose. You just don't see him very much. Yeah. And you like kind of forget about him. Basically what happens – Randomly, season three, he just comes in with a gun and they're just like, he's hes always been there kind of like situation, yeah. but he's been bullied this whole time. Like he's been ignored and stuff and they write that into the show. like.
0: And that's kind of what, well, famously did happen. Now I I can't keep up to know actually what does happen with school shooters now in America. Yeah. but
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a lot deep package mm. there. The outcome of this episode deeply, deeply affects basically every character in, in the rest of the mm-hmm. show and the rest of the – yeah the the series um basically t- turns the show into something else which i that.
0: don't think overall tv was that deep no
1: and you have got to think it's one time yeah <laughs> and you, you just <laughs> not suspect it so yeah if you ever go to watch it um at least get through the first four seasons is their high school years if you can just watch that i think like,
0: i probably watched maybe the first three to yeah. four yeah
1: like it does change after that but i think yeah the first four is like Again, I still kno- went what it's known for YouTube, essentially you what yeah. happened to all these
0: characters anyway cuz i I was invested. I think I just, yeah. school caught up to me again and I had to keep going with that.
1: It was, you know, escapism. Yeah. Why can't I live in Tree Hill? Yeah, why not?
0: It sounds great.
1: I'm not good at basketball.
0: These kids yeah. are marrying each other at 16, but it's right because their parents signed off on it.
1: They did, literally. That's a story. Yeah.
0: Right. I yeah. was yeah. like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> what, what is this? And I had to Google like, is it legal in America? And turns out it is. So uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: If yeah. your parents are okay with it, it's You can fine. get married.
0: So I'll go into my last one. Um, I picked one that, Means a lot to both of us. I picked Stranger Things.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! Yes, yeah. I was wondering when this was. Going
0: um, so I watched it as it aired, and I don't think it was big, but it wasn't as big as it is obviously now.
1: No. no.
0: Um, a lot of the kids were you know very young in the first two seasons, and I liked it, but it wasn't. I don't think I loved it as much as I did as it kept. Going. Season three, the characters get a bit older, you get Steve and Robin, who the dynamic is It's Shannon and I. Let's be real. That's as we watched season four, it was I don't think we hadn't talked about our love for strange things. No. Which was weird. And then we stopped working together. Season then, four aired and I went, oh, hang on, it's just us. This is us. And uh us. it was a harrowing look inward <laughs> a little bit. You know, when you see yourself in in, in characters in on a TV. Character? yeah. And you, you see it sort of as an out of body thing and you go, Oh, Aww. this is how people see me, isn't it? And yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, that is, that's us.
1: Platonic with a capital P. With a capital P,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got asked the other day, actually, one of the, one of the, someone we work with, or I work with, was like, hey, uh, is Shannon at work? I just need to call him. i don't know if Shannon's at work. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't I know.
1: Like, I, I don't know at all times where I, he is. Yeah. I know Sorry, who that is. Sorry, let, let did me call just, me. Let
0: me use my uh, honing chip. And this is the next day. I don't know, call him, find out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So people still think that we're attached to the hip, which is Yeah, look,
1: we do know what's going on in each other's lives most of the time anyway. I
0: mean, (laughs) yeah, no, but I picked Stranger Things because I think as it kept going, it picked up, I don't know, it it got, it changed as the characters are getting older, but that last season really looked into like Mm. their inner world a lot and it was super, super, it got really dark.
1: Yeah. I think each season has definitely taken on its own. Yeah. Form or vision, and I kind Um, of
0: really appreciated that. Like, season one was very sort of Goonies esque, yeah. Um, which is in their reference, you can find it online. Like, they intentionally did Goonies all of the things that you kind of see in it, like that was their intent. And then season two got really, really dark because Will's getting sort of possessed and stuff, and you're like, What's going on? Everyone's
1: looking for Bob, even though she's
0: dead, yeah. And then I love season three, even though people hate it, it it it's this turn. Um, where they did this bright, like they kind of in the, their yes, way they exchange. thought about it was Hawkins is sort of a backwards town in Indiana, um. So it takes them a while before they really get into the eighties. So they get into the eighties late. It's this mm-hmm. fun summer romp, and then season four is like, oh, what happens when that's over? Yeah, and you go back to school and it gets dark again. Yeah, and I just think they did it in a really yeah fun way. Shannon and I then off that off season four, at one point we decided we would watch a couple of the films referenced in Stranger Things. Yes. Uh, so we did a day where we started out with um, with Fast Times. Fast Times um, at Richmond High. Yeah. And then, and then we we're like, oh, let's w-
1: – <laughs> Was it Dr. Zhivago? It was Dr.
0: Dr. Zhivago, which is just mentioned this? in the video store scene because yeah. Robin's like, hey, you've got to watch it. Julie Christie's hot and she, they put it on the thing. Yeah. And we watched it and Shannon got – Typically like Steve would about halfway maybe not even halfway through and we just went, he's went, I can't I can't it's, do this.
1: It's a three, three and a half hour film. It's long. Um how what year is it? Like nineteen forty? 19- I'm gonna look it up while we're 50s? talking, maybe fifties. Set you during the war, it's very, very dry. Sixty
0: five it was. Sixty five, yeah. Okay. It, it's old for us.
1: Yeah. It's very dry. I usually um, try and watch everything I can, but I needed a break. He couldn't at that do point. it. I went home and I finished you, it, you which he's still it.
0: surprised. Uh, it's a great film. Um, not my favorite, but yeah, that was a fun afternoon. But it was a reference from Stranger very Things. Very different that we, films that we both yeah.
1: watched. Fast Times is fantastic. It
0: is fantastic. If you haven't watched Fast Times, please watch it. Um, it's culturally just insane. It's so many. Big it makes sense it as well. Why? No story, but yeah, um, Nick Cage is in it. Yep, but under a different. Different stage name at the time. Yeah,
1: it's not Nick Cage. It's his full name. Mm. It's full original name. Um, there's a bunch of different people too. Sean Penn. Yeah, like yeah, he's like the Stoner in it. Surfer yep. character as well. It's worth checking out. It's definitely one of those teen films from a yesteryear.
0: Yeah, it was fun to watch. We giggled a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I picked Stranger Things because it's kind of, it's up there. It's
1: it's a very well done TV show. Very and it well It speaks done. to both of us. I
0: think so. Yeah. What's your last one?
1: My last one is, like, I'm absolutely smash in the 90s um it is the x-files oh
0: my god i haven't seen
1: it i haven't seen the x-files i oh my really god. Need. it's one
0: that i do want to sit down but i'm kind of waiting so i'm not watching anything
1: yeah it's on disney plus and if I you can, ever want to watch I it it's deep dive. um it's an amazing show it's got scully and Mulder. Mm-hmm. they uh you know played by david Duchovny and uh gillian gillian anderson, anderson. gillian anderson, anderson. yep yeah. yep um yeah it's just one of those shows where it's got like an overarching mythology mm-hmm. basically uh, running spanning throughout all all the seasons, but it's also mostly day it's week to week monster of the week yeah. episodes, basically like, what's this situation? Is it like aliens? Is it a monster? And they're sent out to investigate it.
0: i like I cannot tell you how much I really want to go watch this show. Like I've been wanting to watch it for years. And yeah. it's just like I know that I'll consume it, and it'll consume oh, yeah. me. So I'm just like, oh, when's the right time?
1: So nine seasons it originally aired for, mm-hmm. two hundred and two episodes. Yeah, and, and then it got a couple extras. It got it. two extra seasons. It got a, a um and a movie. Tenth a and eleventh season. It's mm-hmm. got two movies actually. Two. There was a movie that aired in between the fifth and the sixth seasons. So basically, you watch it in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, that's when they changed location of filming. Uh, and then there's one that aired basically towards the end of it or just afterwards. I um, can't say what year. I think it was like 2011 or something. Both of them back in okay. in that movie as well. And then there's two other seasons, revival seasons, yeah. that aired very recently. I, don't, I haven't seen those ones yet because I don't know how I'd feel about it just getting randomly revived yeah, given the ending I just of, think, of the show.
0: I mean, I haven't seen it, but I just think sometimes you leave things alone. Yeah, I I'll think a it's one of the
1: Yeah, it's one of the things where it's like this is the show. This mm-hmm. is X-Files. Consume it for the 9 seasons that it was and that's it. You don't need
0: Yeah, like anything more. I think it's better to leave your audience wanting more, wishing that there was more, yeah. but still having a satisfying conclusion to the story.
1: I guess the overarching mythology is like it's about aliens basically. Um so Mulder, Fox Mulder is of the believer side of things whereas um you know scully is of the opposite side she's you know um comes from like you know believes like in science, science and space yeah. like that so that's where they can conflict in a couple of your shows
0: are kind of similar thematically thematically yeah. yeah
1: i really enjoy that kind of thing um yeah so the overarching mythology is is fox Mulder's sister, Mm -hmm. got abducted when they were quite young. Oh, okay. So that really drives him to be the person he is as an adult. That's why he joined the FBI. That's why he's gone into the X-Files, which is, you know, special case files of unexplainable events. Uh, And he's really trying to find out what happened to his sister, basically, or just find out there's proof of aliens out there. So at the start of the first season, Scully's put on duty with him basically just to monitor him yeah basically right okay. write he's a bit of a about, rogue. like Let's he's rogue he's a rebel he's yeah a bit classic tale classic outcast yeah. basically and yeah so they come together in conflict in the first season about what they believe in and it's really well done it's just amazingly well done to watch these two characters and eventually see them like they never conflict in a way where it's like i don't believe your side yeah. but i'm I'm just showcasing how I believe my side yeah. and it's just, yeah, it's really well done. And if
0: um anyone hasn't seen the show and you don't plan on watching the show, just look up some of the promo images and posters they had for that show. Oh yeah. It was wild, like super raunchy, sexy oh, yeah. for a show about aliens, which typically nerdy alien people and yeah. super sexy stuff don't go together, but no. they're interesting.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like it, it ended up being a will they, won't they, mm-hmm. uh, along a lot of the seasons.
0: Which I mean, that's the classic I mean, tale of TV. It's yeah, so like, you have unresolved sexual tension, yeah. and if you once they sort of resolve it, often
1: mm. people don't want to watch anymore. Out,
0: yeah, because yeah, the chemistry is just it's, it's not, not quite the same. same.
1: They've already done what you kind of lead into. Yeah. The last two seasons, David Covney's character is basically not in it. Oh. So I don't know if there was a dispute with him being in the show or whatnot, or you know, like negotiations. Yeah. But Essentially, he's, like, written out at the end of the, I think it's, like, seventh season, so yeah. eight and nine. He's basically not in it. Someone else takes over, um, Robert Patrick. He's just another agent who yeah. comes along for the ride, essentially. And David Duchovny comes back for the finale, essentially just to say where he's been yeah, okay. and just kind of wrap up the show.
0: Did it drop off when he left? I think it dropped off. Yeah. It,
1: it definitely wasn't as popular and it kind of just went in a different route. That so makes... Everyone's like, oh, this isn't the same X-Files no. I remember. But they
0: brought him back for the revival, so maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah.
1: He's back for nine and... well, oh, sorry, 10 and 11 mm-hmm. in the new series. And we'll, we'll list off our, our top five and then we'll wrap up. I think so, so. If you want to list your five. Yeah.
0: So I have... I've got Parks and Recreation. I've got The Haunting of Hill House. Wentworth, Russian Doll, and Stranger Things.
1: I think that's a great list.
0: Yeah, look, d- I love a lot of stuff, yeah. It was, but I just thought, let's just get a core
1: list. of yeah. 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 So mine is Lost, The Simpsons, Seinfeld, One Tree Hill, and The X-Files.
0: And I think that really sums
1: up Shannon. That is me to a T. It really that is. is. That is absolutely my personality, and that's, yeah, <laughs> nothing <laughs> more can be said. No. Um, I guess we'll just wrap up by saying we're going to be watching a bunch of different things this week, which we'll
0: yeah definitely speak
1: about next week um we're gonna let you know i guess on twitter and whatnot what our topic for next week yeah, is for sure but it's not gonna be one of these list based episodes we're, no, gonna we're gonna mix it up and probably do a
0: deep dive i think
1: we're gonna either yeah. gonna deep dive maybe you know a movie or or something like that or just a particular topic and that's yeah. what we'll speak about in the entire episode and just because these two were essentially just for you to get to know us yeah definitely and get to know what we're into and um the rest of the show is going to kind of develop from there. And yeah.
0: And uh, we want to hear from you guys what you yeah. want us to watch, what you love. We'll watch it yeah. and give you our opinions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we want it to be sort of a conversation with you guys. Absolutely. As much as it is with me and Shannon. Yeah.
1: So don't forget to get in touch with us at uh, Twitter on Twitter uh-huh. at, at binge um, or our email, which is binge and box office hits at gmail.com. Please, Please. let us know. Any Please feedback do. is amazing and appreciate it. And, Thank you for listening to the thank first you. episode. And we
0: love, um, we really love getting into different, different things that we wouldn't think of normally. So definitely yeah, give us your opinions and give us the stuff you really love, even if it is super out there. Yeah. um, Yeah. We're definitely interested in knowing what you guys are, yeah. guys are into. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been good.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thanks guys. Thank you.